Hi, everybody. It's episode 381 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hello. I just realized I was super far back from my computer. It happens. How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. All right, Rich. How, how um, about yourself, Cobb? How are you doing? I'm a little tired. It was a long day today. I had to go to a, uh, I had to go on site at a client to do something that should have taken an hour, and then their internet went out because Comcast had an outage. Nice. Oh, oh, that's that's like Comcast second outage in like two months. Oh no, Comcast is just straight garbage. Well, yeah, but like, like they 100. had a major outage, like maybe not even a month ago. Yeah, it was like two and a half weeks ago. It was like the entire like like our entire tri-state area was out. Um. For varying yeah. amounts of time. It was like, yeah. I was on site at a client the day it happened. They were down for less than half an hour. Um, Erica at her office was down for like two and a half hours. Uh-huh. And I, I think was down like an hour. Yeah. I, like it was just all over the place. I had people on my team that were uh, up and down throughout like a good portion of the day. Even, I think someone was down in uh, Florida and she was having issues. Yeah, it was, it was everywhere. Yeah. But, I have Verizon, so I don't have to bother <laughs> yeah i wish i could get verizon but alas it's not offered here time to move i mean honestly like it, when we do eventually decide to move i will 100 percent be looking for a place that has verizon because fuck comcast and everything about them well, there's this house in belmar i can tell you about. no thanks sure it, it's your house right yeah 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 no thanks just, just <laughs> it out there. i've been to your house yeah, but then it'll be your house, and you can do things with it. I don't, I don't want that project. Neither do I. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you should move and just let the, the other two keep it. Nope. <laughs> just sell it to them. Be like, I will sell this house to you for $200,000, guys. It's a steal. Uh, I mean, the market, I mean, it wouldn't be a steal. It would be, no, I mean, it would be a steal for me. No, exactly. That's what I mean. But, yeah, that was the point. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I did not mean it would be a steal for them at all. Before we actually get into real stuff, Rich, you hate Forza Horizon. I don't hate it. I'm just... <laughs> I don't losing, know. I'm losing major interest. If you guys watch my stream from Friday, uh, which I know you guys won't. Nope. Uh, there's there's a lot of times where I'm just like, at one point, I'm just like, I'm not having fun right now. I'm really not. Um, Have you considered getting good, though? But I, like, that's the thing. I am good. But I don't know. You were just telling us that you can't hit checkpoints. Yeah, You're constantly you rewinding. You, don't change your story now that we're recording. <laughs> I mean, the, when when I wasn't using manual transmission, it, it told me that I was above average, or, or something like it was like three different. It was like the third difficulty. Like it gives you a, a base, and it's like you're you're above average, and then you're skilled or something. I don't really know. So when you changed skilled. your difficulty, you got worse at it. Well, no, when I was skilled, I was like I was I was getting uh pole positions, but I wasn't, or I was getting podiums. I wasn't necessarily always getting first place, but I was getting podiums. Uh, but then when I, yeah, when I did, um, when I changed to, to manual transmission, uh, I did start to do a lot worse. Um, so you need to I, get good. I mean, that, that might, I, I might need to just practice more on easier difficulties with, with, with manual transmission. Um, that honestly, does make I a huge difference. Like the manual I, transmission stuff is really hard in, in those sorts of games. And especially on a controller. And I, I need to, I need to, I would need to maybe remap the controls for manual transmission because it's, um, where's my controller? It's, it, I believe it's B and X that shift up and down instead of like a trigger or a bumper or something. Yeah, I would and, want it on LBRB. Yeah. I, like, I, I would probably want it on, um, yeah, on the bumpers. 
because it just, it makes sense. Especially when you're gearing up, like, and that, that could be, that's like the whole simulation thing. If, if you're changing gears in a car, you have to let go of the gas, hit the clutch, and then sh- shift up. And then hit the gas again after you let go of the clutch. So that, to me, it would make sense to let go of the gas, hit the bumper, shift up, and then hit the gas again. Um, but it also, there, there's just, there's, I've just been seeing or feeling that there's a lot of issues that, like, don't make sense to me. The game's physics are just rough. It's an arcade um, game. Yeah, but you could have a little bit better physics. No, like, it's not, so, like, that. that's the whole point of it being an arcade game. It's supposed to just be, it, so it's not as crazy as, like, Burnout Takedown. But it's still supposed to be, like, when you go flying off of something, you're supposed to, like, actually hang in the air for a little while. You're supposed to just kind of, like, spin out and go crazy if you're going too fast and you make a slight turn. But, I mean, and that, that yeah, if you're if you're jumping off a ramp or whatever, it's, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just, I guess I can't seem to get an understanding of how to launch uh, from the start of a race. Um, a, a standing start is just really hard for me in that game. Um... Because I, I don't know, like, do I floor it? Do I gently push into? I like I, I. There's a launch stat on your car, and none of my cars launch properly. Yeah, and I, the, I the answer sure is to... you floor it every time, just like in a real car. But you don't. You wait till the second light goes off, then you hit it, and that gives you the speed boost. But there's no lights <laughs> that fucking floors it. God damn it! There's no lights. It depends it's, on the track. Some tracks have lights. Lucky two isn't waving the flag or anything. Like, um, but it's. Yeah, there's just, there's a combination of things that are just, like, I'm I'm slowly losing interest and starting to, like, not have fun with it. I still, for the life of me, can't figure out really how to drift. Um, You hit the brake and turn. No, no, it's not that simple. I do it, I I drift all the time. It's not that simple. Like, I, 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 it's probably I harder in manual, like, like legitimately. Well, no, it's, I, I can't, I'm in automatic, I can't figure it out. I had an easier time drifting in manual than I did in automatic. Oh yeah, see, I I just and, pop the the e brake and I drift all the time. See, I there, but that's the thing. There's two different kinds of drifts. There's e brake drift, which is what you're doing, and then there's regular drifting using the regular brake. I mean, I do that one a little bit, but the e brake is usually easier when I'm trying to do yeah. like a tight drift. Yeah, um, and like I'm I'm learning that. It's just I, I mean I don't play it. I I play it once a week right now. Um, if I if I played it more, maybe I would like have more fun. But like to me, the only the real fun races are the gauntlets, the the long ass races when you complete a a portion of the ticket or of the, the the setting up the festival. So every time you complete a portion of setting up the festival, and the last one is a gauntlet race, which takes you generally all around Mexico. Um, two of them were literally circling the entire map, and to me, those are the most fun races because it's just you going. But, like, there there are turns that, like, I was complaining before we started, like, the checkpoints are way too tight, and it's it's really hard to, like, hit that checkpoint in the prop, like, in the line I'm trying to pick, I can't both hit the checkpoint and hit that line, but I'm still on the road the entire time I'm on that line, just not hitting that checkpoint. Or maybe I edge off the road just a smidge, or I'm hitting a turn, and then the checkpoint is, I'm a little too far into the turn and not out enough and it just it's there there are just things i don't really care about aspects about it especially the check checkpoints are just the worst in my opinion um especially when there's a there are a good number of closed tracks circle tracks or 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 start finish tracks that like you have to do three laps 
you have to hit the checkpoints, but why should I have to hit the checkpoints when it's a full track? Like, it's not a street course, it's not a straight line, it's not, like, there's a start and a finish line, and there's no laps, it's, there's multiple laps, there should not be checkpoints, you should have to just follow the track. Yeah, that's, that one's kind of silly. Yeah, and, and then there's a bunch of them, like, so, I mean, um, in some cases, though, the the checkpoints are there to make sure that you're not cutting across the track and things like that. But, you know, you just put a border, and if you leave the border, you're not on track, and you have to get back on track. I mean, that's the same as a checkpoint. But it's not. Because I mean, a checkpoint, a checkpoint, there's two, two lines that if you don't hit, you have to rewind and go back to make sure you hit. Whereas a border, if you drive off a little bit, you just drive right back on. You don't have to go back behind and circle around. Like, there is a difference between, like, a border and a checkpoint. And having to get between these two flags and try just not veer off course too much. Like, it, it, there, there is a difference. Why don't you just go play Drive Club? Uh, no. Because, I mean, like, Mario Kart 64 has, like, invisible checkpoints on the tracks. Like... Going back that far, checkpoints on closed loop tracks have been a thing in video games. I've, I've, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I've never played Mario Kart, but I mean, you, like, you have all it Mario Karts have it. I mean, you, but there are parts that you can skip the track if you do the right jump. Like if you turn around, no, th- no, there's there. I've seen videos. There, there were ways to just circle around. Like, it, it's glitching the game, but you don't yes, have to exactly. hit checkpoints and stuff. Well, but, yeah, you do. Like, no, I, I will send you the link to uh, Summoning Salt's videos about the world records of Mario Kart that very well explain exactly how they're glitching out the checkpoints on the map to make those weird, super short laps happen. But, yeah, like, it, it's very specific situations where, like, you base you have to like run into a wall at the right time to get like bounced ver- up and over something, or it doesn't count. And if you're not on a very specific um, pixel, it doesn't count it as a full lap. So it just like you just get left behind, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, there's just it's, not a point in the in the track where like if you didn't cross it, they tell you you didn't cross it. And, and like, that's it's like, absolutely fascinating how the people have figured out some of this shit on some of these levels. But but yeah. But like that's that's the thing. Like if you're glitching the game to try to speed run the track or whatever, and the, the game is like, oh, in order for this lap to count, you have to pass through the track. You have to drive the track. Like that is fine because it's not like, oh, you need to hit these two lines in this lot. Like you need to hit between this gate. It's if you're off center. To left or right, as long as you're going beyond that checkpoint, you're going beyond that checkpoint. But in this game, you have to hit this gate. If you're a foot off from the gate, you fucked up and you have to rewind. But if- for a game for a game like this, that makes more sense because you are being told right away that you missed it and you don't have to restart the race. You can just hit the rewind for two seconds and adjust your course. In Mario Kart, like if you miss it, you actually have to like if you go off track all the way, either Lockitude literally picks you up and puts you back on there, or you miss your your glitch or, or pixel to like get it to um, acknowledge it as a full lap, and you have to do that whole lap over again, or just hope that you can hit it a second time. Well, yeah, if, if you if you miss like 
I guess I'm not fully understanding what you're trying to argue against because we're talking about, the, we're saying the same thing. You're saying there's checkpoints in Mario Kart. And I'm saying yes, but those checkpoints are fine because whether you, you just have to cross them, you don't have to cross them between two games. And I'm saying both are fine. I, I, I don't, I don't agree with a racing game, especially on a closed course, a racing game forcing people to go between two games. Technically, all real racing is that way. Like, there are track limits in racing, and if you go beyond track limits, like, your laps don't count, or you get a penalty. Like, it's a thing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, true. It's a thing. You get a penalty. You lose a position. You don't Or you get, get time added to your race. Like, the, it's... You, yeah, so you get time added to your race. You don't just get thrown to the back of the pack. Which, that's my... Pro- I'm... Like yeah, if if your 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 response to this is going to be it's an arcade game, but I'm breaking immersion by rewinding and I'm breaking immersion by missing that and being thrown to the back of the track. But and exactly, not, it's not a sim. A, like but, but an arcade game is not supposed to be immersive. But it it is supposed to be immersive. Why else would you play the game if it's not immersive? I play it to have fun. I don't play it to be immersed in driving. Like like the reason the, the reason that games are called immersive sims is because they're immersive simulations like arcade games are not supposed to be simulations of anything they're just supposed to be fun You're yeah, supposed to, it's, it's supposed to take you out of the realism because the real world kind of sucks say you're reading a book Cobb, and you look away and then three pages go back and you have to reread everything you just read it breaks the immersion of the book you're reading whether it's a comedy book or a serious book you're still immersion no matter what game you're playing you're still being immersed into this world into this game and for me, I'm getting into it, and I'm focusing, and I'm racing this race, and then click on back behind everyone because I missed, or I have to rewind, and I have to real, I have to like actively rewind because I missed a thing. And I'm just like, well, this just takes it takes me out of it. It like I lose, I lose part of it. But yeah, so and, and if I, you're playing, if you're I, playing I, Prince of Persia, you rewind time. Does that take you out of it? If if like you jump into a-, a pit and you mess up and you. Because, no, I'm not talking about part of the story. I'm talking about you make a bad jump, you hit the button that rewinds time so that you can try that jump over again. Because that's a mechanic, that's a core mechanic of the game. That's so a core mechanic of per- Forza. Yeah. Like- Forza is not, a, you're not a special racer who knows how to rewind time in Forza. You don't you're know just that. Lucky, it's you're not, just lucky. It's not, it's not a, a realist, racer. it's a simulation. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not a simulation, it's an arcade game. You don't know what, what's supposed to happen in this. There's a story, and the story does not talk about him saying he can rewind time. When have he you, pla- turn. It, have you played all of not. the Forza? <laughs> have you played all of the Forza? I have played more of them than you have. But have they ever talked about how he can rewind time if he misses a turn? Maybe. I don't pay attention to the story. It's a fucking racing game. I just want to <laughs> drive flashy cars in circles and see if I can, like, jump off of mountains. Like, I'm not... Pl- like, that's why I said, like, you definitely sound like you want a racing game. Like, you want a game that is actually about racing, and, like, the Forza Horizon games, I don't think are actually about, like, yes, there's racing in them, but, like, it's the same way, like, Mario Kart, not really about racing. It's about, you know, fucking with each other and having fun. But Mario Kart, more about racing than Forza Horizon. I mean, you're, uh, you're not wrong, but, like... (laughs) You very rarely play play Mario Kart with the idea of, like, I'm not going to use any items. In fact, you probably get a little angry if you pass an item and somebody fucking swoops in there and steals it right before you do. Yeah. Um, whereas in Forza, it's just like, 
I'm going to drive. Oh, I'm going to take this little ass like sports car that isn't meant to drive on anything except for the perfect conditions of a racetrack. I'm going to j- just drive up the side of a fucking mountain and launch myself off of it to see how far it'll fly. But see, that's how you play for it. That's, that's how, how you play Forza Horizon. Like I like th- why why else would they put races in Forza Horizon if you're not supposed to have races in Forza Horizon? If they wanted an exploratory game, take out the races and just let me explore Mexico. Like, and that's why it's an open world game. You can play it any way you want. Why yeah. why do open world games have fetch quests and and escort quests? Because there's somebody out there that likes them. Well, it actually no. Let me actually answer both those questions. It's to show you parts of the the world to go do the things in. It's to drive, and, and literally in Forza, it's to drive you to a place so you can see the things that they made. Like, that's it. <laughs> Rich, have you gotten, I, and because you're doing a lot of the races, you may have not even actually done this. One of, like, you know when you, um, when you unlock, like, a new area, like, it sends you to go do a thing, and then there's usually, like, there's, like, those three or four, it's what you were talking about before, where, like, when you unlock a thing, there's, like, the big circuit mission. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you done the one yet where you literally just have to drive, like, the world's fastest car in a straight line? Uh, no, not yet. So there is one. Um, it is not a race. Um, you are timed, but, like, the time is important because you can 100% do it. But they basically just go, hey, here's this car that goes incredibly fast. Here's a freeway. Just go incredibly fast. And then at the last second before you're starting, they're like, oh, and we lost all of our telemetry data. So can you just try to, like, not hit a bunch of cars while you're doing it? Um, so the the whole mission is just driving straight, getting as fast as you can. I think that car goes over 300 miles an hour and trying to get as many near misses as you can while doing it. And it's the most fun mission in that game because it is just a it's it's not a race or anything. That that sounds like fun because I have gotten my, gotten into my fastest cars, gotten on the highway and done just a bunch of near misses while driving to the next. That is fun. That it sounds fun. But. I just did uh, one where it's in the jungle and it's one of those, you, you get the stamp and it tells you to go do it, um, that is a forced win. You cannot lose in this race. The, 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 um, cause it's you versus jet skis. And so it's just you driving around in the jungle with these jet ski guys doing jet ski things and jumping over you and, and going under you. And then at the end, you, they, they literally slow down before the, uh, the, the 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 finish line and you get in first place. I was in last place the entire fucking time, and they slowed down. I watched them stop before the finish line as I <laughs> passed the finish line. Yeah, and honestly, and I'm just the, like, this is that's stupid. Yeah, like, no, those the, the, for, forced wins are shitty. Like, I don't like those. I like f- like having to place is one thing. Like having to come in like the the top three or four or whatever, totally reasonable. Having to come in first place is absolute garbage in a racing game like that because there are so many yeah. variables. But like, I don't, I don't enjoy racing, so like, I don't really do a lot of the races because they're kind of boring. Like, following other cars and trying to get ahead of them is only like it's it's only fun the first couple of times. I like going and doing all the other weird stuff. Like there, there's one mission where it's just go make go do like stupid shit. Go do burnouts and donuts and run into things and like cause mischief and you're going to get points. <laughs> I I I am pretty sure I did that one because that was I honestly that was boring to me because it's you're you're in a big open course in the jungle 
that you have to go, you have to hit things, drift, and get style points. But if you hit something that that's like you hit a tree, you lose all your style points. So you have to make sure to combo up style points to get more and more points. But don't hit something that you shouldn't hit. Even if you tip it just a little bit, you lose all your style points in your combo, and you have to restart. And I'm just like, you're sitting there for for five, six minutes, just doing donuts and running into gates the entire time. Because that's the only real good way to get style points, to get to uh, a good, to, to get better than third place. Oh, see, I, I didn't have any trouble with it. Like, I never hit anything I shouldn't have hit, and I wasn't just doing donuts and hitting fences. Like, I ended up on the beach, and I was, like, driving through the water, like... Uh, maybe, maybe you, there's a, maybe you did a different one than the one I did, but, like, there, there was one, it was in the jungle, and it was just, if you hit, if you accidentally curb, hit the side of the, the, the building that's in the middle of this course, you lose all your, you lose your combo. So you could have a 30,000 point combo that you don't stop in time, because the physics are nuts in this game. Um, well, have you ever driven a car 300 miles an hour and tried to stop on a dime? It's not I possible. Was, I was going 12 miles an hour. In the jungle, <laughs> where it's Literally, wet. I was going, like, not even 10 miles an hour. And the bump is like a bumper bump. Like, it's not even hard enough to break anything in the car. It's just, I, I like, oh, I hit, I tap the brake, and I lose absolutely all control, and go sliding just slightly, lightly into the, the building, and up. Oh, you lost all your points. Yeah, I mean, that it that has always been my least favorite thing about any, like, arcade racer, is when it comes to the physics of braking, it's, yeah. they're, they're very hit or miss. It's either tap the brakes, and you, if you're going more than, like, 20 miles an hour, you tap the brakes, and you just spin out and lose control, or they're, they're they don't break you at all, and you have to actually slam on them and hope to God you're slowing down in time. Yeah, um, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I'll probably stick with Forza Fridays for the foreseeable future. Might turn Forza Friday into Halo Friday for a while when Halo is fully released, which should be well Friday or something like that. It's a, the eighth, so not this Friday, next Friday. Yeah. So, uh, well, but why I don't mean, you, why I'm don't not... you start now and play through all the Halos that you haven't beaten yet? Well, I'm not going to be streaming this Friday or next Friday, so um, it won't happen until the following Friday. But what I mean is, like, every day this week and next week that you do stream, you could stream Halo and beat all five existing games. That's, I mean, I've already beaten all of them, uh, except for Halo 5. I've never played Guardians. Um, I, I, I think it's on Game Pass. It, I believe it is. Um, but today and tomorrow, because I'm gonna not going to do Retro Thursday, um, is uh, Seven Days to Die, because I'll, they're finally releasing Alpha 20 on Monday. And so I'm going to finish up the world that we're in because once Alpha Twenty comes out, that that uh, save is pretty much not going to be usable uh, because they're going to have added so much and taken so much out. Excuse me, that there I'm not going to be. It's it's going to be like an unusable file unless I downgrade back to Alpha Nineteen. So today and tomorrow on stream, I'm I'm boosting the experience gain to like three hundred percent gonna make days down to only a half hour instead of 60 minutes i'm gonna have it be a horde night like every night and i'm just gonna get into some ridiculous antics over the course of the next two days playing also it looks like halo 5 not on game pass at least not on pc game pass yeah i don't actually that is kind of weird but also not a hundred percent surprised pretty sure they said it was gonna be 
No, Halo 5, not Halo Infinite. Oh, oh, um, yeah, that's weird. Um, well, it's not part of Master Chief Collection. So, like, yeah, Master yeah. Chief Collection is available on PC and console Game Pass. It doesn't look like they put Halo 5 on there, though. That's weird. Maybe, I don't know, Halo 5 is probably... That's weird. That sucks. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but all the all all the Forza stuff aside, what's on the agenda, Rich? Oh, so besides that, um, Cobb, I guess Cobb, because it doesn't really say anybody. Yes, uh, you you played some uh, Link's Awakening on the Switch. Um, I, at least me and Cobb watched the premiere of Hawkeye last week. I actually watched uh, episode three today already. Um, I took the time this weekend to watch the live-action Cowboy Bebop, um, and then we're just going to remind you about Book Club. It's a very light episode this week. Though, I, we just spent 30 minutes talking about, uh, Forza, so. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> some some topics might be longer than others. That is true. That is very true. Uh, but yeah, I, um, on Black Friday, uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the Switch remake from 2019, was on sale. So I picked it up. Nice. How uh, is it? It's actually pretty damn good. Um, so I realized, like, a- as I was playing it, that Link's Awakening is probably in, it's definitely in my top five Zelda games. Um, like, Link to the Past is, is number one. It's the best, so, good yeah. call. <laughs> Link to the Past is number one, but then, like, two through five, like, I, it, it could change, like, depending on, like, the day of the week. Like, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and Link's Awakening are all, um, and the, this is actually, it, I love that it looks like an old Baskin and Rank cartoon. Mm-hmm. The only real problem I had with it was it didn't always run especially well in handheld mode. And that's the, that's how I played it. Um, that is what I heard back at launch, and I guess that's never been fixed, unsurprisingly. Yeah, and it's just like, so if you're walking through, um, through like, grass and you're just slashing the grass like crazy, it can get, like, some noticeable slowdown. Hmm. So, like, it doesn't, like, break the game or anything like that, and I never ran into an issue where, like, during a boss fight it slowed down to the point where, like, I couldn't hit, like, like, I got fucked up or anything like that. But if I was noticing the frames drop, then you know the frames were dropping. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, like, otherwise, like, it's it's Link's Awakening. Um, It looks very pretty. Like, it's very vibrant. The, the character models and everything are great. There's a little bit, it's not quite, like, voiceover, but because it's not on a Game Boy cart, um, there's just a little more sound effect to everything. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, I don't honestly remember from the original, I mean, the original original definitely didn't have it, but, um, Link's Awakening DX, I don't believe had it, but there are, um, like little animated intros and outros. So at the beginning of the game, the end of the game, you get like a fully animated, um, intro of like Link on his raft and everything like that. And I remember a much like lower quality version of that in Link's Awakening DX, the uh, the Game Boy Color one? I think the Game Boy one had something probably similar to what it was like in Game Boy Color, just all because it was Game Boy. Yeah, but th- this one looks like a up-res, not an up-res, but like, you know the old, like, 1980s Zelda cartoon style where, um, like, the, fuck, from like, the Super Mario Brothers Super Hour? Do you guys yeah. know what game I'm talking so it it's that style of link and everything like that, but it's HD. Like it it looks like it was done recently versus just like an up res from the mid nineties. Um, it's it's delightful though. Um, I actually I beat it. I forgot how short that game is. So like I started it Friday and I actually finished it up last night with um 
The only things I didn't do were I didn't get all of the hearts. I think I had three possible hearts left to get. Um, I had one bottle I didn't get because it was from that that Dampy's house thing where like it's the um the modular dungeon creator stuff you can do that uh-huh. I just wasn't interested in. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get all of the seashells. I just got enough to get the sword upgrade, which is forty in this game. It it used to be twenty. I I I found out. Wow, what a what a bad bad player! Like not collecting everything. <laughs> I mean, look, that is more stuff than I normally collect in the game. But I was having that much fun, and I got to the windfish, um, like the windfish egg thing at the top. I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't want to finish yet. Let me go see if I because once you get a certain amount of seashells, you get the ability, like you get like a little rod thing that actually helps you like find them. So I kind of just like wandered around the world and like waited for that to go off, and then looked for spots where like I thought like a seashell would be. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's a it's a pleasant game. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff in there. Oh, they kept the color dungeon, which was nice. Um, did did either of you guys play the uh, the the Game Boy Color one DX? I feel like I probably did, but what? Okay. It's like 25 years ago at this point. I maybe only played like 20 minutes of the Awakening. So no, I've never played the DX one either. I okay. No. So. The original Link's Awakening was regular Game Boy, so it was that yellowish green with black line. Yeah. Um, DX was one of the Game Boy or Game Boy Color games. Like, it was the black cartridge. So yeah. if you played it on a Game Boy Color, things were in color. Mm. And they added a, a dungeon to it that was the color dungeon. It's in the graveyard. If you push the um the headstones in the right direction, it unlocks a um a staircase. You go down there, and it's, it's like a, a mini little dungeon to go through. If you beat that dungeon, you get the choice between a red tunic that makes your attacks more powerful or a blue tunic that makes um, attacks do less damage to you. Oh, okay. I was going to say, why would you want your attacks to be No, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, so, like, I get the blue tunic because, like, I don't really need more powerful attacks, but if I can take a few more hits, that's awesome. Um, mm, I also like, totally... Sorry, go ahead. If you, if you took the red tunic, then you wouldn't have to worry about taking those more hits because you'd be hitting more harder. You'd kill things faster. Well, so like best defense is a good offense. There you go. So the final the final dungeon is basically a boss rush. Like spoilers for anyone that has never played Link's Awakening. Um the final dungeon is a boss rush rush against a bunch of like shadow creatures. Um so it kind of mixes up between stuff from this game and like bosses you have fought before and bosses or enemies from old games. So like Agamemnon from um from Link's Link's Awakening, like when you fight him in the castle and he shoots the um the balls at you and you have to either knock them back or avoid the ones that are like just the, the four balls in a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, You fight like a shadow version of him and then you fight a shadow version of Ganon from Link's Awakening and his thing is he does the, the fire bats that you have to avoid them, but then he also has a staff and he spins the staff and throws it at you and then sums it back to himself and the only time you can hit him is when he throws the staff, but the timing is very small on that, and it took me a while to figure out how to do it. So, like, I was getting hit by him a lot as I was kind of, like, bumbling around, like, trying to figure out what attacks actually worked on him. Um, and it turned out you either have to actually have a spin attack charged, which is very hard to, like, line up and do in, like, Little Window, or just do a dash at him, and it and it does damage. Um, so... While I was doing that, like, he hit me a bunch, and had I not had the blue tunic on, I probably would have had to use my fairies. Because the other thing that Link's Awakening is different than 
uh, when you put a fairy in a bottle in, in like other Zelda games, um, if you run out of hearts, they automatically are released and revive you. Um, in this game, they do not. You actually have to like equip the bottle and, and let them out and they'll refill your hearts before you run out of them. Okay. And just like in the other games, they don't fill all of your hearts if you have more than like 12 or something like that. Um, so like you gotta be careful. Like if you want to get all your hearts filled back up, you have to know when to use them. Uh, the game does give you the ability, there's, um, it's called Secret Medicine. A couple of the later dungeons have it as an item you can find. And there's one lady in a house that if you give her some rupees, she will give, give it to you also. That basically gives you that, like, one more life. Like, if you die in a battle, you will be resurrected the way the fairies used to. Okay. Um, but because I had the blue tunic on, like, I didn't have to worry about that. I, I did have to use one fairy with the boss after Ganon. Um, because I was an idiot, I forgot I had the fire wand that does damage to most things, and I couldn't figure out how to hit this one thing, so I started laying bombs, and a bomb ended up hitting him, <laughs> but the only way I could get the bomb to go off and hit him at the same time was to basically kind of, like, hang out around the bomb myself, so I was just kind of, like, taking splash damage from the bomb, and, like, as the fight ended, I'm like, fuck, the fire rod would have probably, probably done the trick, and I googled it afterwards, and I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I could have just stood right in the middle of the, of the goddamn room and just spammed the fire rod like the one of the earlier bosses, and this would have been over in like twenty seconds. <laughs> you know, you know what that means. What? You gotta get good. Uh, I mean, look, uh, I beat the game, so I don't really have to get good now, do I? I mean, it sounds like you still gotta get good because you still have so much to collect. I, I have, um, uh, I have about ten seashells. I mean, that's still you didn't get them all. You no. didn't get good. And. If if there was a better item you got for getting all of them, I would. But it's kind of like in uh, Breath of the Wild, where your reward for collecting all the pieces of poop is just a larger piece of poop, I think. Excuse me, there's seeds, and then you get poop. Right, right, I'm sorry. You collect the seeds, you get poop. Um, In this one, you collect all of the shells, and you just get a thing that helps you with Dampy's um, modular dungeon things that are just completely uninteresting to me so mm-hmm. that's like, that's where you like you make the dungeons yourself right and you can share them with friends and whatnot i don't know if you can share them but it's something like like a similar to that like you, you can kind of like use these tablets to like design a dungeon and then go in there and like run challenges in it and like you do that that is where you get one of the hearts so that's why like i i didn't get that heart because i was never going to do that and i believe that's also where you get the last bottle from and okay. again it's like i don't need three like the only thing worth putting in the bottles in this game is the the fairies, and like I didn't need three fairies. I didn't even need two. Like like yeah. I said, I ended up using one. Had I not used that one, I probably still would have been fine because the very last version of the boss, um, it's just a it's like a big blob with an eye that opens and closes, and it's got two arms that kind of like rotate around its body, and when it comes in front of it. You just have to kind of, like, jump and go to, like, either side. Because this is also mm-hmm. the Zelda that has the feather and you can jump in. Yeah, I was going to ask that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- this was the Zelda game that was super weird at, like, at the time. Because you got you got an actual jump that you could jump over things. Um, once you got the Pegasus boots, you could do long jumps. Um, and then whenever you went, like, underground in a dungeon, like, like down or upstairs, it became, um, like, a 2D side-scroller. Where there were Goombas and shit that you could mm-hmm. like, like, and you could jump on them and kill them, and they were a hundred percent a fucking Goomba. Yeah, um, yeah. And there, there's a little fishing mini game that you can do. It's actually where you get one of the bottles, and if you catch a big fish from there, um, a blooper shows up, and you can try and catch a blooper. 
isn't isn't this supposed to be like like weren't they making this to be something else and then just decided to have it be Legend of Zelda? That I don't know, but it is again spoilers for Link's Awakening from 1993. Um, it's all a dream. So yeah. like the the whole island is is a dream, and mm-hmm. the, it's basically like it's never totally spelled out, but the the gist is the island used to be like a happy dream, like like a really good place, and all the the dream people that lived there had a had a good time, and there's like an animal village with a bunch of talking animals and junk. Um, but then the monsters and nightmares started to come in and take over, and they were kind of like making it not a great place to be. Yeah. So as you're going through the game, the owl that's been in most games keeps showing up and like kind of giving you hints on where to go. Mm-hmm. But all of the bosses in the dungeons are just like, if you do this, we're all going to disappear. That means you too. Um, and then when you get to the end and you finally like defeat the the nightmares inside the windfish egg um the actual windfish shows up which is like this hippie whale that can fly and shit um and you find out that the owl is like part of the the windfish's consciousness and it wakes up and then you wake up um on your um destroyed raft in the middle of the ocean well so it began as an effort to port link to the past to the game boy which yeah that was never gonna happen yeah, no, but, that came no. <laughs> but once it turned into an original project, uh, the director wanted it to feel like Twin Peaks. Which, hearing you say a lot of this stuff, yeah, oh, yeah, that sounds like shit that would have happened in Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, no, that totally tracks because you do like there's like weird stuff going on, and like I said, like all the bosses are super cryptic about like what's going on, especially because like all the bosses talk to you. Where not all, well, not all of them, but most of them talk to you at least a little bit. Um, whereas in in most other Zelda games, the bosses are just non yeah, they're just creatures, intelligent and monsters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then like like I said, like when you actually battle the like in the windfish egg, you're fighting nightmares that are taking the shape of other creatures you have battled. Or things from past games in the, in the form of Ganon and Agamemnon. So, but yeah, that it, it is a delightful game. Um, Drew, I, I know that you like Link to the Past. Um, you would actually probably really like this one. And like the slowdown from like cutting grass is not bad enough that it um it makes the game like hard to play or like ruins the playability of it. And that's like the only spot you ran into that. The the only spot that I ever noticed it was, like, if I was, like, going through a field full of, like, bushes and high grass, and I was just okay. kind of, like, slashing it like crazy. Um, everything else, and I think at a certain point, like, I just got used to it, um, and it didn't really, like, register anymore. Um, but yeah, everything else, like, played fine, looked fine. The dungeons are all pretty, like, contained, so there's usually not a lot going on in a dungeon that that's going to happen in. Um, but it, they're all sh- a little bit easier than, like... Others, and I don't know if it's just because, um, the, I think, well, no, you know what? I played Link to the Past not that long ago. So these are definitely easier dungeons than, like, you would have had in, like, Link to the Past or Ocarina or any of those. But it was a Game Boy mm-hmm. game. So, like, they didn't really, they made some changes here and there. Like, they made Ganon harder from what I, I saw after, after I finished it. Um, in the original game, he did not have the rod that protected him. He just had the bats. So in the original, you could literally just walk up and just start attacking him right away. <laughs> um, but they also, so, uh, one other cool thing they do, and I don't know if this was in the original, because I, I played that 25 years ago. Um, the windfish egg, when you go into it, it's one of, it's kind of like the Lost Woods, where 
depending on like what path you take, it might just reset you back to the thing. Like you have to know the right path to go to actually get to like the end of it. Um, and in this case, it, um, there's a book in the library in the town that tells you the path to take. And if you don't go read that book before you go to the windfish, you just, you'll just keep looping basically. Yeah. That's, uh, that's nice. I, I, I want to go back. I want to play all the old Zeldas. I tried it back before. Fuck Zelda 2. Never playing that game again. That ending is fucking horseshit. Um, but I, I wish they would add, like, the Game Boy or the GBA or even the DS to, like, the, 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 the free games, the monthly games, the online games. Cause, like, just, it, like, honestly, it makes sense just to add Game Boy at least and to have this on there, the original. Um, but I, I, I have never played through, um, Link to the Past either, or at least as far as I can remember, I never had. Link to the Past is on the SNES stuff. So fucking good. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, uh, once I finish Super Mario World or just give up on that game, cause fuck that game, um, I'll fuck probably... you, that game is also so fucking good. <laughs> fuck that game, man. No, Drew, uh, like, I watched Richie play a little bit on one of his streams. And Rich, you admit this, so I'm not. I'm not trying to pick on you. He's fucking trash at Mario. I'm I'm bad at Mario games. I'm yeah, bad at. Like, I like. I've always been bad at platformers in general. Like, I don't know why I like Crash Bandicoot so much because I, I fucking suck at that. But like Mario games, I am just. I'm not good at. And I'm on World Six at this point. When I the You're last the time. The last time I watched, you were all... I can't remember what, what it's called. You're on the last island before you go into Bowser's Domain. Okay, so then 7. Yeah, so I just got to World 7. The last time I played, or the time before that, um, I it took me the entire stream... I, I rage quit the stream at one point, basically. Because I was just like, guys, I'm not having fun. This is fucking bullshit. It, it took me all day, or the entire like hour and a half that it was on there, uh, to beat four levels. Because it's some of those, like, really, like, puzzly levels where you have, like, there's two exits, and if you go to the one exit, it's just going to keep circling you around, you have to go to the other one, but, like, my thing was I was trying to get uh, uh, extra lives, or or more one-ups, because I, there was, like, no save between that and the boss, and then I get to the boss, or what I thought was a boss, and it was just a fucking boo mansion, and then there's another, like, three more levels, and then there's the boss, and then fuck that boss, it's just... It, like, yeah, I I had zero fun playing it at one point, that I rage quit, and then I went back to it, and it still took me the entire three-hour stream to beat, like, four levels, or to advance four levels. Right. So, Rich, do you mind, do you mind if I, I critique you a little bit? Like, I'm, I, like in, a, in a good way, not, 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 like, shitting on your gameplay. I mean, you can critique. I'm not saying I'm not going to listen, but I'm not going to learn. So... <laughs> And, and Drew, like, you'll actually, you'll understand what I'm talking about here. Um, you, you second guess too much. Um, you don't just go, you like start to go and then you stop and go back and then you go slowly. Um, Mario game, especially Mario World is programmed so, and I, I think I told you this before. It's programmed in such a way where you can basically just run. And as long as you jump before you get to a pit, you're always going to land on the other side. You're always going to be just ahead of enemies, all that sort of thing. Um, always be running. No, I, I am. I always have run. I, but you, I, like, you, it's... you stop and second guess. Like, Drew, did, yeah. did you ever Stopping watch? Stopping is not running. Yeah. <laughs> when he does move, he, you can tell that he is holding, um, holding the run button. Drew, did you ever watch Brad play like Super Mario? Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of plays like that, where he's just, 
he stops and kind of like thinks about the stuff a little longer than probably needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think some of that is just rich. Like you you didn't play those games like yeah. as a kid, so like yeah, we had we went from NES to Genesis to PlayStation. We did not have an SNES, and and the NES games we had like I had Mario One and Duck Hunt and uh, I can't Tiger Heli. I think was one of them. Can't remember the other games. We didn't really have that. We actually had a lot of NES games, but none of like the big ones. Yeah, it also looks like you didn't unlock any of the Switch palaces. Or at least no. not many of them. I don't know where they are. I, right. I, I, so, I, unlo- I, and like, I don't really feel like going all the way back to try to find them, or like, I, I, I don't know where anything is. So I'm just going through the game the way I would go through a game, not knowing where anything is. Here, here's a, f- a fun little tip. Um, if you do want to go back and play certain levels, if the so you know how like every level is a diamond. Uh yeah. Um, if it's a red diamond, it has a second exit. That takes you. That has like a like a separate path. Um, mm-hmm. So the the switch palaces off the top of my head that I can remember for sure. The green one, which green switches, um, those blocks are always feathers. Yep. Are um, the second level in the second island. So as soon as Correct. you beat the first castle, you go over. You play that first island where you can get your first the cape for the first time. Then you go up to that that um the the cave that that it's this um. I can't think of the name. The auto scroll, where like the the world moves with you, and you can't only go as mm-hmm. forward as the world does. Mm-hmm. In that level, it's a, it's a red diamond. The green switches to the left of that. So if you go at a certain point, one of the um one of those pillar things that come out of the ground raises you to the ceiling, and, and there's, there's a, a pipe you there, can go in. Yeah, there's a pipe. You go through the pipe, and it brings you up top. And there's a separate goalpost that then unlocks the switch palace. Um, uh, the, I believe it's a key room. It, Oh, you're right, you're right. That one is a the, key room. Oh, almost all the second exits are keys. Um, And then, I forget what color it is, but one of the other ones is the second or third level in Vanilla Dome. The, the like, indoor cave world after the second island. That should be... Well, it's blue or red. Because th- the first I think it's switch, blue. It's the yellow. first Switch Palace is yellow, and it's just, you beat the level... The actual 1-1, one, because one, you start on 1-2. <laughs> Yeah, like, did you do, uh, did you get yeah. the yellow Switch Palace? Yeah, I mean, that, okay. if you don't get the yellow Switch Palace, you're an idiot. Like, that's, that's, it's open, it's right there, it's like, you, you just have to go to the left, beat that level, and go up and do it, and then go to the right. Look, man, um, you get, you get good enough at this, you won't have to do it. I haven't unlocked that Switch Palace in years. I, see, that's the thing, I don't know what it does, because I've always got it, because, like, it's, like, that's the thing. When I'm playing these games, especially with the five-minute time limit, I believe it's five minutes, I, I, I don't think to explore, because it's, it's always, I got that time limit, I got that time limit. Like, I have to get to the end, because that's, I was a Sonic player, and Sonic wasn't, I didn't really think Sonic to is different, yeah. Sonic it honestly is. has way more exploration in levels than most Mario games do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And most of the Mario games I played were Mario 1 and maybe Mario 3 when I was a kid, because uh, we I don't believe we had Mario 2, but I never really, like, there in Mario 1 and 3, as far as I can remember, there's not a lot of exploring, it's just going to the right. Three a little bit more. Um, I mean, pretty much all Mario games are just going to the right. Uh, Mario like, World just had more, um, there's, like, there's secrets. A, there's a fucking level that I did that, like, you have, depending on the coins you get, the score you get, and the enemies you kill, every time you go through a pipe, 
could be a different area. And you have to figure out how to, which pipes to go through and how many points to get or this or that or whatever. To get oh man, wait, to wait the till you get to Bowser's area. castle. Mm-hmm. No, cause that's, that's good. If it's, if it's anything like, um, I believe it was Mario one. It might have been, yeah, Mar, maybe it's Mario one where it's like you have the three lines and you have to pick the right one or else you're going to keep looping. Like if it's anything like that where it's not going to give you an obvious clue that you're picking the right one, like it, it, it's going to get to a point where I'm just like fuck this and I'm just going to be done. And I, so honestly, Mar- no, Mario Mar- one's worse about that. Yeah, like it, it's not as bad in World. Um, World just it, Bowser's Castle Castle in Mario World just has a bunch of possible doors to go through. They all eventually lead to the same place, but like each one takes you on a different type of journey. Let's call it. Um, and the original Mario did give you indications if you picked the wrong one. It just wasn't until after you picked it. Cause there was generally something right before that as like your, um, like for you to like focus on. And as soon as you walk through that, if there's an enemy on either side, the enemies disappear. Um, but the other thing, so to answer your question, what the, what the switch does, the yellow switch, if you don't hit it, any yellow question, any yellow exclamation point blocks, are just dotted lines. You can't, there's nothing to land on. It's just like if you're playing through the games and you see green dotted line squares or yeah. red or blue or any of those, those get filled in when you unlock the switch palaces so that then you either have like more ground to run on or they all have items in it. Like, like I said, I know yellow is a mushroom and green is a feather. I think red is a fire flower. I'm not sure what blue is. I don't. 100% know if red and blue have items or not. They might not. I, like, I almost never get them because I don't need them. I The only one I normally hit, like, if I'm going through the game, like, for real, is green because I like being able to just grab um, feathers whenever I need them. Um, the other fun thing, Rich, if you feel like going back to do it, um, there's a ghost house on the second island. It's the one, it's like the fourth to last level. Yeah, it's, it's in like the, the north side the of the top. island. Yeah. Um it has a secondary exit to it that unlocks a little um level north of it that is just a level that will give you mushrooms, fire flowers, um uh feathers or and Yoshi. And if you already have a Yoshi when you hit his block, you get a one up. So if you need extra lives, you can just go there and it's it's a one screen level just like Yoshi's house on the first one. You just go in you hit the question. You hit the block. You grab the one up. You either run off the side or hit start and select, and it exits you, and you go back into it. And yeah. it also, I think, it lets you save every time you leave it. That might not be the so. case, but yeah, like that—that's a good way instead of doing what I like. I saw you doing where you were constantly going back and um, trying to get through that one level that you knew you could get some one ups in. I mean, I that was just because I didn't want to go all the way back to like there was some other there was one other level. It was like a couple of areas back, and to me, it was just like, you know, I know I can get at least two one-ups per jump, so, like, even if I die, I still get one one one-up every time I come to this level, Um, and, like, at the end, there's, like, four, and so it just made sense to me, because it's not a hard level. I'm just shit at it. Yeah, you are. (laughs) And that's the problem. Like, literally, it's it's one of the levels that, like, there's two exits, and you if, if you go to the first exit, it's it puts you around in a circle. You have to do the level again. If you go to the second exit and you have the blocks, I think I had the green blocks or whatever one it is that gives you the one ups. There's one ups in every one of those, and there's four of them. 
So, like, if you can get to the first exit, there's one one up, and then you get the other one, there's, like, three or four, plus there's that secret area there that has at least 100 coins, so that, uh, that you can just get, you could get, like, five or six one-ups in just one run-through. You just gotta be fucking good, and I'm not good at this game. I, I Like, you can tell me to get good, I ain't gonna get good, because, honestly, it's a retro game. I don't really care that much. I would still, I would love to sit down and, like try and coach you through that game at some point just to see if like I could like help you like get through it like more consistently. I will be totally honest with you. I will get frustrated and stop even sooner. Probably. Because you will be telling me to do this, do it like this, do it like that, and I will not get it. And you will just be like, well, come on, just do it this way and you'll show me and I still won't get it. And I'll get frustrated sooner and stop playing. Well, that's why you have to get good. I, I can't. I just can't. When it comes to Mario games, especially like Mario World, like I can't give me. I'm uh, give me. Oh, that's why I don't really care for like it's to, to like try to find the 2D Super Mario collection or whatever it was, like Super Mario All Stars or any shit like that. I love 3D Mario games. Give me all the 3D Mario games ever. Like I fucking love them. Those games Mario are great. World. Mm, Mario World's better than every 3D Mario game. Hard, hard disagree on that. It's not even close. Hard disagree on that one. Have you ever I mean, played? Have you ever played Mario uh, uh, Galaxies? Nope. But Mario Galaxies is the best fucking Mario game in the world. It it is one of the best 3D Mario games. Um, it is still number three. It is Mario World, Mario Three, Galaxy. I hard disagree. Mario Galaxies is the best fucking Mario. Nope. The, the platforming in 3D Mario's is hot trash. <laughs> when was the no. last 3D Mario game you played? Sunshine. Yeah, no, I mean that's a, that's a bad example to go with. Yeah. You cannot but make even, that call. <laughs> even Mario, it's, like the Mario but, but, 64 platforming is trash compared to Mario World or Mario the, 3. The, oh, uh, notice trash. I never notice <laughs> I haven't even brought up 64. And the 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 Sunshine platforming is trash because you get the thing that helps you float so that you can be a little bit less accurate because you can slow your jumps and shit down. Yeah, like, true. Mario... You, you pick the two worst 3D Mario yeah. games. Mario Galaxy is fucking amazing. Mario Galaxy 2, honestly, although it's 3D, is a lot more like Mario 3. Um, but it is, it, it's, it's a really good game as well. I wish I never lost that copy, um, of it. Yeah, Galaxy and, um, Odyssey, Odyssey. are two fantastic 3D platformers. And the, like, they are, they are the best 3D Mario games Bar none, like like full stop. But um, two D platformers and and three D platformers are so different. You you really can't compare them. But like comparing just Mario games, uh, World Three Galaxy. I I I disagree. As somebody who is not bad at any of them, I'm not great at all of them, but I'm not bad. Um, that is my definitive list. I'll go. I I would go Galaxy. Odyssey. I don't know. I, I I honestly don't have enough knowledge of past Mario game. Like I I've played enough of Mario World to know that at least in my opinion, it 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 doesn't really hit top three. It might hit top five. But you but also don't like the t- like you 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 admitted you don't like two D yeah, platformers. I, I'm, so like I'm I'm bad at the Mario style two D platformers. Yeah, so, so like bad at it. I wouldn't expect one two three World or um, Yoshi's Island to to be in there. Well, Yoshi's Island doesn't belong in there anyway. Yoshi's Island is a good game. It's a game. It's delightful. Did, did they remake that one? 
they've just had, made I, they've made sequels like Yoshi's Story I, okay. and stuff like that. I had I had a Yoshi's Island game on I believe DS. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that one. Oh, no, they did do that. There, it was like Super Ma- Mario Advanced, like, 7 or something like that was Yoshi's Island. I, I that sounds remember. right. I don't remember. But I like that one. That one was, that one was fun. Um, but, I, look, when it comes to retro games, I have a very select style of games. Like, I tried playing, uh, the Kirby game on SNES. I think it looks garbage. Oh, yeah, no, the looks- S- SNES Kirby is the worst game. I mean, it might not be the worst Kirby game, but it is such a bad game. It and is, it's way too easy. It's ugly. It's that's my biggest issue is does not look good. It's got like this weird um it's it's almost like they tr- and it's a later SNES game if I remember. It's from like the mid to late 90s. Um if I remember correctly, it's it looks like it's got like it's trying to have the same style as Yoshi's Island but without any of the charm that Yoshi's Island has like like that like hand-drawn like pencil-y look to it and it does it just looks bad especially when you look at yoshi's or yoshi's adventure kirby's adventure from the nes is such a better looking game which i did not realize until after i beat kirby's uh adventure that like that's like it's not even really canon it is canon but it's like the the kirby games are always game boy games yeah and until snes with, with with kirby's dreamland uh or no, it was Dreamland is on the NES, and then it's Kirby no, Adventure. Dr- Dreamland is the Game Boy games. Kirby's Adventure is the S- N- NES game. Um, I I don't think so. Um, I I literally have a copy of Kirby Kirby's Adventure, um, on the shelf behind me for the the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I I just googled it too. K- Kirby's Dreamland was released in 1992 on the Game Boy. Okay, so th- then yeah, Kirby's Ad- I you know. I could have swore they talked about dreams and shit like that in Kirby's Adventure. Um, I don't know. Probably. But the the end of Kirby's Adventure was the most ridiculous thing I've ever experienced. Because it's like, it it goes from, like, a Kirby game to, like, sort of a bullet hell to then just this ridiculous constant moving boss fight. Uh, luckily, anytime you die, it brings you back to that part that you're on and not have to restart the entire thing. Um... That was a ridiculous thing. I did not know there was that many fucking Kirby games. Yeah, there have been a lot of Kirby um, games. I, I am excited for the, the new one, Forgotten Land. <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to try to beat as many of them as I could, or what I could, um, that were available uh, by the time that one comes out, at least that were free, but in my opinion, Kirby Dreamland 2 doesn't look good enough to even play, and I think it looks gross to where I just don't care. Well, Kirby Dreamland um, 2 is a Game Boy game. Or, I mean, Kirby Dreamland 3. Uh, and then fucking, uh, what is it? Kirby, um, excuse me, uh, Dream Course. Kirby's Dream Course is just stupid. It's fucking golf. It, yeah, it's a golf game. It's I didn't know that when I tried it, and I was so mad at that. Yeah, there are more Kirby games that aren't really, like, platformers than I think there are just regular-ass Kirby platformers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they uh, they were a, a lot of them for a long time and still are occasionally, like, handheld stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I don't think the console ones ever did super well because they released garbage like Dreamland Three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Epic. Well, no, the yarn games were all on handheld, weren't they? Because I don't think they were on Wii. They were 3DS games. I think there was a Wii or a Wii U. Um, I, you know, I think it was Wii and Wii U. But I already closed it. I'm not going to worry about fucking. But uh, Rich, but let's let's move on. Yeah how how was Cowboy Bebop? I'm gonna jump around a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna do Cowboy Bebop. All right. Yes. Yeah. This, this one's gonna be quick because I'm not. No gonna spoil spoilers. 
Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but... And, and before you go, looking at Rotten Tomatoes, I already did. It's like 50% or some shit like that. Like, whatever. It's, it's, it's good. It's like, it's not the greatest thing in the world. It's good. It's enjoyable. It's its own story. Do not go into this thinking you're going to be watching a one-to-one exact remake of the original fucking series. Because it's not. It's its own thing. The characters are different. The story is different. How it ends is different. Um, at least as far as I can remember, all of these are different. I've never actually seen the original series straight through. I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen the last episode. Well, then you can't I've, make these sorts I, of declarations. I've, I've seen I've seen enough to know about... Like, I've seen enough episodes, or, like, I might have seen a good collection of almost all of them, just not in order. I mean, how long has it been since you've seen any of the, it's, the anime? It's been quite a while. I actually, after I finished the ser- the live action, I started going back and rewatching the original. And, like, yeah, the first episode in the live action is very similar to the first episode in the series, in the, in the original series. And, like, they do have characters from both, and they do have, like, villains, I guess, from both. But, like, I'll just go out there and Ayn is, Ayn is different. Ayn is different in it. Um. Thanks for the spoiler. You'll, you'll, look, he's not that different, but he's still different. Like, the way, like. Is he a corgi? He's a corgi. Then that's fine. But, like, the way they get Ayn is different than how they get it in the original series. Um, and, and certain characters that by the end of the original series were obviously introduced, don't get introduced till the end of the, 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 the season. And it's just, it, it is, don't go into it expecting Cowboy Bebop, the anime from 90-whatever. 8-ish. 98. 97-98. So the yeah. thing that I have heard from a bunch of podcasts that didn't spoil anything, but a lot of what they said was the guy that plays Jet is fantastic. He's probably the best part of the show. He's um, really he's really good. Um, they they say that John Cho, the, like everyone, every podcast that I've heard that has talked about it basically said the same thing of like, they love John Cho. He was a bad pick for Spike um, because he doesn't have the and and you might not get it the same because you just haven't seen Cowboy Bebop as much. But I guess like he doesn't come off as sort of just the aloof kind of like no. slacker. He comes off more as just like a grumpy jerk. No, I a hundred percent, a hundred percent agree. But it's because it's a different series. He's also like in his like John chose in his forties and Spike was supposed to be like late 20s no he was they were always supposed to be like much older than Faye, so it wasn't he's still no. supposed to be like 30s at least Dude, look it up um jet is supposed to be like 36 and spike's supposed to be like 27 and Faye is like 80 well i mean she's 80 because she was frozen yeah but she she's supposed to be in like her early 20 like yeah. like um physically she's supposed to look like she's in her early 20s and spike's supposed to be in his late 20s yeah um, but uh, it, it's hard to tell because it's anime and like they could be anywhere from the ages of, of 18 to 112 and you just wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were spot on with the ages. Fuck right I was. 27 and 36. So Nice. Um, the, the other thing that, that I have heard um, is they so the, the anime it was um, it was basically monster of the week like there wasn't really a through line through the anime. It was mostly just like one off episodes with like you know, if a character was introduced as part of the crew in episode three, yeah, they would be in the rest of the show unless, like, they left for a reason. But, like, it's not like like they were going after the same bounties every episode or anything like that. Um, 
apparently the show, it sounds like they tried to make one overarching plot and they used the, the Spike Vicious plot line, which I didn't really care for in the show. Like I thought, I thought in the original that was actually kind of one of the weaker parts of it. So I don't know if they did better with it. What, what is the last episode of the original Bebop? Spike versus Vicious and Spike dies. Okay. okay. Does he die? I thought he lived. Nope, Spike dies. Uh, spoil. Sorry, spoilers for Cowboy Bebop, I, the the anime. Spike cares? dies it's, at the end. I could have swore I saw it and Spike lived. And nope, once nope, he died. The last thing he does is he's laying on the ground dying, and he he holds up his hand in like the little finger gun and goes bang, and then it fades to black, and um he is assumed dead, and there has never been any other media so past that because yeah, the movie so it's, uh, the movie takes place prior to yeah. um. To the last two episodes, so it's it's very ambiguous. Like they don't they don't let you know whether or not he lives or dies. It's just... I'm pretty sure the creator has come out and said that Spike yeah. dies. Um. So yeah, they they go with the Spike Vicious storyline. Uh, but it's different. Like that's all I can really say without going into oh, too yeah. much detail. It it is different. They 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 made it their own. They took it in a different route. So yeah, the 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 Spike that we know from '98. This is not that Spike. This is a different Spike with a different storyline and a different reality. So he is more of a grump and and less of like the aloof guy. He's more of the like I've got see I got a secret past that I don't want anyone to know about, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna act all like cool and coy, but I'm just gonna be kind of grumpy all the time. Um, they 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 focus a lot on Faye's backstory a little bit, and 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 like sh- the the way they wrote her is very. different. Um, as far as I can remember, at least, uh, they, they, they didn't have my favorite episode where, um, the ham that's in the fridge that grew mold is, is making everyone sick on the bebop. It's a lobster. It's, is it, it's was a, it a lobster? It's a space rock lobster. Come right. on now. I, I could, I could have, for some reason it was a ham in my head, but like they didn't have that episode in there. So like that just brings us getting showed down with many pegs. But uh, even as the the show ends, it ends in a way that like it it, it intrigues me to like I I do want to know more about the, like what they're building and what they've got, and it doesn't just end at the end of the season. It, it leaves stuff open, and and everything is different. It is all different, and and there are a lot of fans out there who are just berating the show because it's not ninety eight Bebop, and it's like, well, fuck you. I don't want to see that. I want to see something new. But that's the thing. People like when pe- when they re when they call something a live action remake, they want it to be a live action adaption of what they know. Because I mean, you had similar complaints about um about One Note because it was so different and poorly done. About Death Note? Yeah, didn't you hate the Death Note movie? I hated the Death Note movie because it was a bad fucking movie. I yeah, didn't lo- hate. I didn't hate it because it's like like the things they changed are things they shouldn't have changed. They made light. Dumber. Um, they made his love interest, uh, just, they made his love interest the actual, uh, 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 Kira instead of him, essentially. Like, they, they, they changed it to, like. They Hollywooded it. They Hollywooded it too much. Whereas this, like, they're not, they didn't just, like. So, let, let me, let, let me throw this out there, Rich. So, I have zero, um, Attachment to Death Note. I've never seen the original anime. It's just something I was I was never all that interested in. It was always uh-huh. kind of like off to the side. Uh-huh. I watched the movie. It was a bad movie because all of the acting was really bad. Um, but like 
all the things that you just said, like you disliked, they didn't bother me at all because I didn't give a fuck. Like, like none of those characters meant anything to me. So like, I didn't have any, any other like preconceived notions of them, but like for Cowboy Bebop, like I've seen that show a bunch of times. Like I remember specific, like I remember the characters and traits and like the way things played out where like, if I go to, when I go to watch this, like I might have a different reaction. I might have a reaction similar to what you have about Death Note, where it's like, they shouldn't have done these things. They should have left the character this way. If that makes sense. It does, but the, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to, like, like, with the comparison between Death Note and this, like, what they did to Death Note, like, just, just brought it down. Whereas this made it its own, kind of. Like, when, when you're, when, <clears throat> because they still che- kept kind of true, the original style, the original, like, it's very jazzy, it's very cool, it's very, like, like, th- like, one of the earlier scenes is just Spike walking. And it's his legs walking. And I'm like, that's a very bebop thing. And, and it's like, they, they, they took the notes and they kept like the nostalgia sort of, but they made it their own. But with the death note, they, the, the, the main antagonist, the main villain, who is the main character, didn't actually end up being the main villain. And he was actually a fucking moron when he's supposed to be a child prodigy who's, who, who, like, and yeah, I'm, when I say I don't want the same exact thing is, I, yeah, I don't want, I, I want the characters to be similar to their characters, if not, like, they don't have to be exactly the same, but if you're going to have a character named Light Yagami, who is supposed to be a child prodigy, smarter than everyone else, going in to become the world's greatest detective or whatever you're supposed to be doing, he kinda needs to stick with that. Just like you have, Jet and, and, and Spike, who are these, these, like, kind of down in the dumps, uh, uh, bounty hunters who, like, they're, they're decent, they're capable at their jobs, um, but just keep getting the, the short end of the stick and, and, and keep just not able to, like, stay afloat or just barely able to stay afloat, like, and, and they have a good dynamic between each other and they're both still themselves. But they made it its own thing. And so that's... Go ahead. Real quick. In the Death Note movie, he was not Light Yagami. He was Light Turner. He's a different character, so fuck he's, you. He's, he's <laughs> you know why he's Light Turner? And because I, I whitewashed it. Because I whitewashed it. Yeah. it's it's That's why he's Light Turner. Like, you couldn't have a white kid be Light Yagami. I'm just saying, man. I just ruined your entire argument because you had the name wrong the whole time. He's Light Turner in the movie. Different character, different universe. The it's, whole thing takes place in California, right? It, yeah, it takes place in the United <laughs> States. It's 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 the same character. Like that's the I'm, like I'm I'm kidding. I I know I know you're just trying to be a dick, but it's just yeah I I I, I enjoyed Bebop. I enjoyed the live action Bebop. Um, I'm I I want to see where they go with this. Uh. I honestly, probably the weakest part, in my opinion, was Faye. Not as much the actress, just how they wrote her. That's, I can understand that. Like, Faye's, even in the, in the anime, like, Faye only has a couple of episodes where, like, she really stands out as, like, a good character. I, she's iconic for the way she looks, in, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, like, and without going too far into it, it's just, the, the the I don't I can't remember what they did with the original Bebop Faye and like how 
I like you said, she didn't really get that many episodes. Out of twenty four episodes, she might have had a handful that were. I, I mean, dedicated she was to her. She was the focus of a bunch of episodes, but like they never had like a good mo. Like they only had a couple of good moments where like she really shined as anything other than the 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 scantily clad female mm-hmm. character because that yeah. was just that was the time that that show came out yeah and it's like for with this like they they wrote her it's just like i'm not i don't want it to sound like i'm mad that they didn't write her as the sexy scantily clad character but the way they wrote her and the way she's being portrayed um it just it it it, it just maybe it was a direction that she was given maybe it was I, I, like she just didn't really fully fit with the group yeah, or well, with the crew. I, that's that's Faye though. Faye, Faye didn't really fit with them either. She was very like sarcastic and sassy and just kind of like didn't give a fuck and was she basically just stuck around because it was a it was a free place to live. Like anytime she had a chance to make money on her own without in- including them, she did it. Yeah. Like she was very much a like I'm in it for myself. Y'all can tag along if you want. Like, like there was there was an entire episode um in in the live action there's only 10 fucking episodes in the live action and they they dedicated an entire B story of Faye and Spike arguing which um which which bounty to go after and I then I think that happens in the show and then them like sizing up uh, each other's like bounty record and I'm like I like it uh, to me I just this this interaction seemed a, it was it was it seemed a little unnecessary, at least in, in what they were building with this show. Especially after, like, what they had done the previous episodes. Yeah, I'll try... So, like, Erica and I have been slowly watching the, the anime. Um, Like, I think we're only, like, five episodes in or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll try and um get us through that maybe, like, over the weekend and start the live action. And then uh maybe at least have, like, an opinion come next week on, like, the first couple of episodes. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to watch the original anime just to have like better comparison to it. But I'd, I mean, like I'd, stuff like that, the anime is is probably inevitably going to be better because oh, they can yeah. they can get away with more <laughs> with cartoons and you can get away with with live action. Yeah, I was I was looking it up um today before we recorded, and apparently the anime is 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe it. Um, Drew, have you ever seen uh Cowboy Bebop? I don't think so. It's a good show. You might like it. It is. It is. I think you. It is very monster of the week, and um, didn't you really? Didn't you? I, it's not really monsters, but like, it's really like each episode is pretty much of its own. And like, I could have swore you liked that stuff. I mean, I don't know. I've never. Well, I, I guess the, that Dora Hedora that was on Netflix like last year is kind of that way, and that was really entertaining. Didn't, um, you, didn't you love like uh, Law and Order and shit like that, where it was just like each yes. week was a, uh, okay. Uh, okay, honestly, uh, uh, Cobb, correct me if I'm wrong. Cowboy Bebop, kind of, kind of, kind of could be like a little bit of Law and Order. It, like, it's Law and Order is, Bounty Hunter edition. It, yeah, it's just they're not bringing them to court, and there's no court trial. But like, it's each week is like there. There might be some minor overarching story that you'll see over a course of 150 episodes. But for the most part, is each week is kind of just them dealing with whatever issue it is, like uh, a, a a rotten lobster that is making everyone sick. Yeah, that's uh, such a weird fucking episode. It's such a weird episode. But for for the most part, it, it's it's a space western mm-hmm. um, with really good music. Like yeah. every 
so e- every episode of Cowboy Bebop is named after, like, the name involves some sort of, like, musical genre, basically. Um, or, like, mu- musical concept, at the very least. Um, like, there's one episode called Heavy Metal Queen, where Spike ends up um, interacting with, like, a, a big rig space trucker. Um, and she is super into heavy metal, so, like, when he has to hitch a ride on her thing, she's just blasting heavy metal and he's just like sitting there like this is fucking terrible um and then like uh, their episodes are called like the real folk blues and the ballad of fallen angels and shit like that um and yeah like so like every episode kind of has like a different musical style that it's kind of like wrapped around to okay. um, but otherwise it is it's a lot of you know them on some sort of like bounty like the the very first one is very sh- the very first episode is very straightforward of like them just trying to track down somebody that has a a decent bounty on their head um but then like other episodes start out as like a bounty hunt and then like some of sometimes you get a little more sci-fi like there's one where like a kid i forget if the kid was like ageless or a puppet or something but like like something weird happened and then there's certain episodes where you get more backstory on the characters. Like, like we were talking about before, Faye, one of the main characters, um, she was cryogenically frozen at some point, like decades before. So, mm-hmm. like, biologically, she is actually, or chronologically, she's actually in like her 70s or 80s, but biologically, she's only 22 or something like that. Let me, does she not have her memories in, in the original? If I remember correctly, she doesn't have all of them. I remember there is an episode at some point where, and I don't understand why this is the thing they chose to go with, but she finds a Betamax tape, and then has to go find a Betamax player to play this tape of herself as a child. Okay, they, okay, I'm not, okay. It's very weird, because, like, the show takes place, like, in, like, so, it's in the future, it's, it's actually a really cool concept when it comes to, like, like, space stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, there are no aliens. Everyone's human, Humans have basically just colonized, like, our, like, part of the galaxy. So, like, there are, um, like, civilizations and stuff like that on, like, Mars and Jupiter and, like, all the different planets in, in one, or, like, um, around them or whatnot. And, like, nobody really lives on Earth anymore because Earth is just, like, a shit hole, like it is now, but worse. Um, so, like, even though it's in space, there's no, you know, they're, they're never fighting aliens or, like, anything like that. It's all pretty, like, grounded outside of, like, the space travel. Yeah. And I think it's on Netflix. Like, I think the it anime is, is actually is. on Netflix. The, the anime, uh, they, they got the, they got the anime, uh, uh, sometime in October. Like, I think two weeks before the series. That makes sense. And it's also probably one of the best dubs, um, of all time, let alone for a show that came out in the US in like the early 2000s when like dubs were notoriously garbage. Believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, like, I know you you may or may not even bother with it, but I think you would actually enjoy enjoy it a lot, Drew. Yeah. Just just as far as, like, you are with scripted television, I think that sort of, like, mostly disconnected stuff would probably, like, catch you a little bit more than most things. Yeah, probably. And there's also something to be said about it only being 26 episodes. That, too. And, like, like it's, it's 26, like, mostly easy episodes to watch, too. Like, you could very easily watch, like, four or five of them because they are only 20 minutes, 22 minutes. And be like, oh shit, it's been like two hours. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas something like Naruto or Bleach, like, it's impenetrable for me. Naruto is only 700 episodes. That's Come on. 650 too much. <laughs> two, two, look, two, two episodes a day 
and you'll get it done in a year. Man, I have 58,000 hours or minutes of music and podcasts I need to listen to every year. <laughs> like, where do I, where am I going to find the time? <laughs> Look, man, just, it's, it's 40 minutes, 44 minutes a day for a year. I think you can watch Naruto. Look, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch One Piece. I'm like 40 episodes in and they just keep making fucking more of them. At least Naruto's finished. <laughs> like, I think every One Piece, One Piece is three episodes a day right now in order to get it done. In a- and I don't, honestly, like, I don't even know if that would actually work out because it's, um, they just keep making more. Like, every they, week there's another fucking episode. I think they just reached a thousand. They did. It was, it was last week when, when we were at NMA NYC, it was, yeah. I think it was Saturday night. They actually did a, um, a screening of the 1000th, that 1000th episode before it released on Crunchyroll, like the following weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you figure like the manga is 30 or 40 chapters past that even. So like, and it's not slowing down. So that, that show's going to go forever. Like, well, I mean, look, if you watch three episodes a day, every day for a year, that's 1095 episodes. So. If they can only right, do 50 episodes a year. If you start right now and do three episodes a day, you can get it done by this time next year. Because they're only on a thousand episodes. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, we definitely don't watch three a day. Like, at most, it's two. Um, sometimes it's one. It depends. Like, sometimes we'll watch one episode of that and then, like, an episode of something else. Sometimes we'll watch two of it. Kind of depends on, like, the day and, like, where we're at in, like, a story. Like, we, the last couple of nights that we watched any anime, we did watch, like multiple episodes of one piece because it was in the middle of like the big climactic fight of that arc so it just it didn't make sense to stop and watch something else when it's like kept ending on a cliffhanger Mm -hmm. that's a goofy fucking show though like i haven't gotten to the point where like i get the hype for it yet but like it's starting to get there and like i do understand some of the appeal yeah um because it's it's got some some zany goofy characters but that's neither here nor there uh do you want to talk about hawkeye a little bit yeah, let's get into some Hawkeye talk. Drew, did you watch Hawkeye by any chance? Hell no. <laughs> you going it? So you're going to, is what you're saying. Totally. Absolutely, totally going to watch it. I mean, I figured. Like, I like I know you're all about the MCU stuff. Like, you're, you're in the middle of your MCU rewatch so that you can uh, get ready to see uh, Spider-Man on the 17th. Yep. To- see the third Spider-Man movie that I haven't seen the last two. But have, have you, see- have you seen the, the first three and the second two? No. I, I saw the first three. Okay. See the second you're, two. You'll, you'll the be last caught Spider-Man up enough. Mo- Look, two <laughs> of the villains in the new one. One of the characters. Yeah, th- I'm sorry. No, three of the villains in the new one are from the three movies you've seen. So you're good. Ah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, Do- I, I, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, and Sandman are all back. I did see a commercial for it the other day. I was like, oh, look at that. It's got those guys. And also, somebody invisible is punching the lizard. So it's either Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Brad Pitt from Deadpool Two. You're 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 wrong on all of them. It's Ant Man. That would actually be really funny if that was like like everyone thinks it's this like big cover up to hide like Andrew Garfield from punching the lizard, and really it's just fucking Paul Rudd. I I saw I saw like a meme comic where it was just like these like they zoomed in and it's just it's Ant Man punching punching him. I'd be on board for that. Uh, but yeah, Hawkeye. Ha- Hawkeye. Hawkeye finally released. Hawkeye. Right. You got it right. Good job. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. It, it, it has, um, has an interesting premise to it as to, um, why, like, Kate is wrapped up into things. Um, I, 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 I like 
I liked the first two episodes. The, 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 the third one, I know you haven't watched it yet. Third one is really good. We'll probably was, watch that tomorrow. I was, I was laughing through a good portion. Um, it, it's, it, it, it's a nice origin story to Kate and, and show, shows you like how she becomes who she is. And then, uh, just like it, it, it gives Hawkeye the, 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 the spotlight, which he's always deserved, but never really gotten. Yeah, they're definitely letting Jeremy Renner, like, have a little fun with it, too, because, like, mm-hmm. Hawkeye in these movies has been kind of dry. Like, he has his, like, funny moments, like, when he's giving um Wanda, I think it is, the pep talk in Age of Ultron, yeah. where he's like, I've got a bow and arrow, and I'm about to go back out there. Yeah. Like, or, when, or like, when he's, at, he's aiming at Pietro, and he's just like, no one would know. No one would yeah. see it. It's just, <laughs> but, like, for the most part, he's just, you know, he's the straight man to, like, all the crazy superheroes, and... Yeah. And this, like, when he has to go to the LARP and actually, like, take place in, take, like, do the whole LARP thing, it's like, okay, yeah, no, you're, you guys are leaning into it. But it's also, it's it's the most comic-accurate thing they've done, like, that I can think of, at least, that isn't actually breaking any of the MCU stuff either. Like, in the comics, Hawkeye is deaf. Like, he wears hearing aids. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that they're they're using that now in the movies like it's never been mentioned before but they have that very brief moment where they show just like him like I, jumping through windows and being right next to explosions and just all the bullshit he's been through yeah as like oh yeah no that that is a hundred percent what would happen you would have like really bad hearing loss mm-hmm. yeah um and even kate kate's is is similar too like obviously she wasn't there for the chitari invasion um because that didn't happen that way in the comics but she did base like she was she came from a rich family and she did like learn like archery and gymnastics and all that stuff and then she if i i if it's going back like 20 years so i might be misremembering this but like she kind of picked up the hawkeye mantle after hawkeye um was presumed dead and from a, a storyline and then when he came back um he eventually kind of gave her his blessing which i assume is where this is going yeah probably well, probably um they, they, I like that, like, as of right now, at least, the main villains are the tracksuit mafia. Like, oh no, I love, I love that it's those guys and that they're saying bro the way they did in the fucking comics. Mm-hmm. So, the, the show so far has been very heavily influenced by the Matt Fraction, David Asia, um, comic book run from like 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're the ones that introduced, um, Lucky, the, the dog, Pizza Dog, um, and like the tracksuit mafia and all that stuff. Um, I believe, at, I don't know if she showed up yet, but Echo... Actually, I think they showed her in the second episode. Echo's going to be in it, who is, like, another, like, Marvel superhero. She's getting her own spinoff. Yeah. Okay, that's... Alright, yeah. She she was in the second episode. Or third yeah. episode as well. She, she's cool. She is also deaf. Um, and she's got the, um... She's, like, perfect mimicry or something like that. Like, she can watch somebody do a thing and then do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um... But, like, the whole, like, even just the interactions between Kate and Clint, like, in that comic book run, it, they were, they already had a, a, like, a mentor-mentee relationship, um, but they were also very, like, they're almost like brother and sister. Like, they, they bicker and fight and argue and, and all that sort of stuff, which, like, you can see that, like, they're trying to lean into that in this show, but because, like, this Clint is significantly older and they've just met, it's a little bit more, um, reluctant yeah like kate is leaning into like trying to be friends and clint's just like i just want to get my fucking suit back make sure they don't murder you and then go home to have 
Christmas with my kids. <laughs> yeah, he just he just wants to be home for Christmas. Um, there there was there there's a very sweet moment in episode three that like almost had me crying. Um, and and it's just they they're they're the way they're writing this, the way they're putting it together, they're they're doing all the right things with this character and with this storyline. And and like you said, the interactions between Kate and and Clint are great. Um, I think they casted Kate very well. Oh yeah, no. Like, was, um, Haley Steinfeld is like, yeah. Everything I've seen her in, she's actually really good in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, just like I want to keep talking about the third episode, but it just aired today. I'm not going to. But there, there's just like there were great parts, like like the with the LARP situation and stuff in the in the second one, and and just like the whole setup with the like the first episode is really well. There's no like specific point that was awesome. It was just it was all well done. But like the second one, like the thing that like stands out to you is 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 the LARPing point and uh the third one is just there's a whole sequence they have a one shot that is really well done um and it's just like they're they're doing they're doing the right stuff with this character and and i i'm so excited to like finally see him get some good spotlight and hopefully let him like watch him put up the like put the mantle away or he doesn't wear a mantle but like put up put the bow away and retire for real this time which like I like in the comics, like they're just both Hawkeye. So mm-hmm. like they could do that here where it's just like he just becomes less active in, except for like the the Avenger movies the way he already has, yeah. or except for maybe seasons of this show where like if if they try and pull more more in from the comics and they do like a season two, like maybe it ends up being like Kate goes out to the West Coast because that is very similar to what she did in this run of the comics. Like at one point, like her and Clint got into a fight, so she literally just moves out to the West Coast and takes the dog with her. Um, uh, in the comic, the dog is actually Clint's initially. Mm-hmm. Like he is the one that finds the dog and feeds it pizza. Yeah. Um, but then the dog bonds to Kate, and Kate ends up taking taking it with her. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. Oh, like they're they're not going to retire Clint fully with this series. No. De- depending on where it goes. Like they they can't because they all they they currently have a running storyline at the end of of Black Widow where um her sister thinks Clint is the one responsible for Widow's death. So that's a hundred percent going going to happen in in the, this show. Like she is going to show up at some point in Hawkeye. I I would bet money on it. I I don't know. I feel like they're. I feel like it's not going to happen. I don't think. I don't think there's going to be, like, there's, in the trailers you see, like, at one point, uh, his wife is on the phone and it's like, oh, there's an Avengers level event or whatever. I don't think there, I think that's going to be full lie. And it's just them dealing with the tracksuit mafia with Echo and with, um, her future stepdad, uh, being possibly a murderer. Um, and it's just like, it's gonna be a lot more low scale. It's not going to be, the big like Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's not going. To, it's going to probably be more smaller scale, like with um, Wandavision, the show that just created the multiverse. Come on now, uh, Wandavision doesn't create the multiverse. I'm 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 kidding. Um, but no, like I legitimately think that that is where it's going to play out because as of right now, they have a pretty stacked movie schedule, and nowhere in that movie schedule do they have a team up movie or any other place to fit the the Black Widow <laughs> Hawkeye thing. I That's mean, why, look, like, I'm I'm not saying that they're not going to do it on Disney Plus. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to do it in this season. I because do. this the season only is supposed to go up till Chris like till Christmas Day. It's only like a handful of days. I really don't think they're gonna they're gonna bring that into play 
during this. Look, I don't know that they'll finish it during this, but I 100% think it's going to at least start. Like, it might not, it might be the last episode that she shows up. And then that is like the lead in for a season two. But like, I guarantee Yelena shows up in, in this season. Okay. I, like, I, if it's the, like, the, if it's the stinger for the last episode, I, I don't, I'm not going to count. But like, like, like it, to me, it, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, if it's the stinger, it's the stinger. But if it's not the stinger, I yes, don't think if, it's going it's, to be a main focal point, is what I'm saying. If it's the credits that it shows up in, then yes, that, like, I wouldn't count that either. But, like, I really think she is going to show up, like, during an episode. Like I said, it might not be, like, the main focal point of the episode. Um, it, It's definitely not going to be resolved this season. Because, like you said, it, it is only, like, six or eight episodes. Um, But, like, she is definitely going to be in it, and it's going to it's they're going to tie that back to that end scene on Black Widow and probably set up for a season two. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes a little further than that. So okay. yeah. Um, yeah, there, there has been a little bit of like controversy surrounding this series. I don't know if you've seen this at all. I have um, so a lot of people are kind of disgruntled um, fans and like professionals and stuff. Um, they are not, crediting or paying um david asia who is the artist from the the 2012 series um even though they're basically using all of his designs for everything even like the logo of the series a lot of the production stuff are just straight copies of work that he did like Mm -hmm. like scenes he laid out for the comics or um or covers of the comics that he did um and to my understanding he's not even in the credits of the show i mean I, I, I have no comment on it. I, I don't know enough about it to really have a comment. If they're actually not crediting him, that's fucked up. If there's like, if they're waiting to just do like a, like a credit for him at the end, like, okay, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I can't really comment on that. Like, it, so if, I don't know. In, in previous shows, they credit a lot of comic creators. Um, even when it's just like real minor stuff they did. Um, mm-hmm. they get credited somewhere in it. And in the movies too, like, um, the guys that did the most recent run of Venom were credited in the credits of the newest Venom movie, even though like nothing in there was really based off of their work in any sort of like real heavy way. Um, so like if he, and like, I didn't, I didn't see this until after we'd watched the episode. So I don't know it if he's like definitely not in the credits, but like if he's not even in the credits as like a special thanks, then that's entirely fucked up when, like, this whole show is basically modeled after the book that he drew and designed for, like, six years. Like, like th- they have put special thanks in these credits for people that, like, had contributions, but, like, arguably had, like, smaller amounts of contributions to a particular character than, like, this guy had for Hawkeye. Like, Matt Fraction and David Asia basically defined Hawkeye as, like, the character he is in the comics now. Hold on, I'm I'm reading up on. I mean, this is from Epic Stream. Well, I've never fucking heard that. Neither have I. It was the first link when I wrote Hawkeye controversy. Um, uh, that's about watching, especially if you're comic book artist. Surface social media tweets still highlighted. So fuck this website. What is it? Hawkeye David. Uh, what is it? David Aja A J A. Oh, he apparently called out Marvel for not even for not paying him. Um, for using his work. CBR posted it back in October. Okay, but, like, yeah, back in October. It was the end of October, so it was shortly before the show came out. But, like, apparently he was not paid at all. 
that's, or credited. That's, that's that's over a month ago. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was yesterday. I'm just simply saying, like in October, he called them out because all the promotional material leading up to the the premiere was based on his work. All right. I mean, like I said, I I Marvel Studios. Yeah, I I'd have to look more into it to really have a comment. I I it's I mean it, it's fucked up. I guess I, 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 like you caught me by surprise on something like I, I wasn't expecting. I didn't know that this was going on, so I had no idea. So I have no comment. Um, I mean, look, I, I wasn't looking for a comment. I was just more curious if you, if you had seen any of it, because like I, I had not seen any of this until after I had watched the episodes, and that's when it started kind of popping up on social media and all. And like that does suck. Like if, if he's not being like credited or compensated or any of that stuff. Um, I'm going to, um. Pay attention to the credits when I watch episode three to see if his name's in there. And if, like, if Fraction's name is in there and his isn't, then it's very weird. Because, like, he had just as much influence on what's going on as Fraction had. So, I guess we'll see. You and your clicky-clacky over there. I'm just trying to, trying, to, trying to figure things out. Just trying to see things. No, you're clicky-clacking is what you're doing. Um, anything else you want to say about Hawkeye, though? Uh no, I it was it's it's a good series. I I enjoy it, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from it. But no, nothing else right now. Can't wait to hear what you have to think about uh, episode three. Yeah, we'll have to. I I don't know that we necessarily have to like talk about it every week, but like we no. should definitely plan on um on coming back to it um like at the end of the season just to yeah once at the beginning of the season end of the season is, is more than enough. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. All right, nah, that's it. That is well, definitely it. Well, next week is going to be our next book club. We are going to be watching Mario Party Party 5 at GiantBomb.com. That should be an experience for everybody. I'm curious to see if Rishi hates it or enjoys it. (laughs) As I think I mentioned it last week, it is one of the defining underdog stories right up there with Rudy. Look, I I have not watched it yet, and you've already told me it's like four hours, so I'm already hating it. Um, Oh, it's like like the best four hours. It's like it's a sporting event. Like it's legitimately like watching a sporting event. There's a live crowd like cheering and booing as like their team like makes a point or loses a point or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just think of it like one of your football games. Yeah, just like a really long football game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll be next week, and then uh, the week after that, we're actually going to just do a little mini thing and watch uh, Jingle All the Way too because we hate ourselves. <laughs> uh, hold on, do we really hate ourselves? Is it that it wasn't it rated decently? It's got Larry the Cable Guy, man. But I mean, it's got. Oh, right, no, never mind. I was IMDb, gonna say, there's no way it's got. IMDb is three point eight, so uh, yeah, I, I know. I feel like that. I think when we looked it up, it was um on Rotten Tomatoes. It only had an audience score. No, uh, no critics ever actually reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, the Google search where it normally would show a Rotten Tomatoes score, it does not. Yeah, yeah, it's got it's got a thirty percent on ro- audience score from over two hundred and fifty ratings, and no um, critic score. Yeah. Uh, by the way, sign. by the way, talking about doing all the way too. Uh, one of these days for book club, we are going to have to watch Paddington Two, which is apparently the highest rated thing on Rotten Tomatoes. I've never seen the first one. It does not matter because it's not as good as Paddington Two. Wow, I didn't realize. Paddington 2 was as old as it is. Holy shit, Paddington has a 97 review score and an 80 um, audience score. And that's Paddington, not Paddington 2, Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, Um, Paddington 2 is like 99% 
It is 99% review, 87% audience score. Yeah, I think we do have to watch uh, watch Paddington's. Because I was listening to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and he had Ellie Kemper on this week. And they got to talking about Paddington because um, his kids came to him and was like, Dad, you want to know what... They're like, I don't, no, it wasn't even that. He, he was talking about how uh, like Casablanca or whatever was the number one rated thing on there. But they recently uncovered a bad review for it that brought it down. 1938. Yeah, that brought it down underneath Paddington 2. So now Paddington 2 apparently is the highest rated thing. I was looking and there's apparently some hundred percenters, but like, this is what Conan said. And if you look up like the top 100 um, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, Paddington 2 is listed on there, but it goes like, it doesn't go like by highest to lowest percent it's just like 99s 97s i think it goes by genre or something so um, casablanca is higher in both regards right now so, or, or so they're both 99 percent um casablanca has a 95 percent audience score versus paddington's 87 it, it, um, it, it paddington might, it, has like a hundred more critical reviews though so oh, it's at a 99 yeah. with 247 reviews and, and, to Casablanca's like 150. But it, I, honest, I can't remember if it was Casablanca or maybe Citizen Kane. I can't remember which one it was. It was like one of those old, really well-renowned yeah. movies. But it's like, yeah. So we have to watch Paddington 2 because it is the best movie on Rotten Tomatoes. According to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, Castle, or not Casablanca, Citizen Kane is, is a, a similar situation. It's only got like 117 review, like critic reviews. And it's sitting at 99. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, for, for what it's worth, Spider-Verse, 97 um, re- critic score, 93% audience score. Um, and Moana, 95% uh, critic score, 89% review score. So mm-hmm. both of them better than Paddington 2 for the audience score. They both also have a lot of reviews. So, like, yeah. like Drew said, it might actually... the three Those three movies may be closer than we think if we were to, like... Put them all at the same level of uh, yeah. review numbers, but that's so funny. That's yeah, that's that's. I I found that out, and I was immediately like, we have to watch that for a book club. There's a couple of other things I have ideas for book clubs for the future. So if okay. you guys are ever out of ideas, I have so many of them for us to watch. Look, man, at some point we're just gonna start watching Naruto movies. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh, I I'll, I'll I'll forewarn you now. One of them that I have in mind, I've never seen it. It's on Amazon. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it is a kaiju movie made of puppets. It's only a half hour long. Oh fuck! What is that movie that's basically like the Charles Manson murders, but with puppets and everyone's voiced by punk rock fucking musicians? I have no idea what you're talking about. So there there is a movie from like 2007. Um. I know Billy Joe Armstrong is in it. Um, it's all puppets, and I think it's like Helter Skelter or something like that. Like that, it, that's not necessarily what it's called, but um, Live Freaky Die Freaky. Yep, Live Freaky Die Freaky is a stop motion animated musical independent film. Um, it is a black comedy based on the Char- Charles Manson murders. Um, <laughs> Billy Joe plays Charles Manson. Um, okay. It also ha- it also has Mike Dirt and Trey Cool from from Green Day. Uh, Tim Armstrong from Rancid. Uh, Davey Havoc from AFI, Kelly Osborne, um, Travis Barker. Yeah, it's just um, Benji Madden and Joel Madden. Okay, we'll have that. That'll be on the. Trust me, I've got so many ideas for for our future book clubs. Um, but or I just Bubba wanted, Hotep, maybe. 
I, I wanted I wanted to talk about Paddington real quick because we have to watch it because it is better than Citizen yeah. Kane. But put it on your list so we don't forget to do it later. Yeah, I will. All right. Well, I guess at that we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for this week. Um, if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at Patreon.com/onequest. Uh, right now, you can go over there and we have all of the the bonus actions up there as well as the entire first session. And in two weeks, the second full session will be up there for Patreon supporters as the individual episodes slowly go live for everybody else. Um, if you can't support us there, though, with your dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform. At, or, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.